Hey there, people of the interwebs. It's me, Brandon Noel. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Bookies Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, what we do here is we record our monthly uh, book club uh, where we sit down uh, once a month and choose one book at random out of a hat to read. And then, uh, actually, it's a TARDIS-shaped cookie jar, but... You get the idea. It's a random book drawn out of a hat. And then um, from there we read it. We talk about the pros, the cons. We analyze it, what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, and we record the whole thing and upload it as a podcast for you. Um, and so thank you for downloading this episode of the Bookies Podcast. You fine listener of Distinguished Taste, you. Um, and uh, please like, subscribe. Uh, comment uh, this week's episode um, during the pandemic we are uploading weekly until I run out of episodes that we recorded a while ago uh, at which point we'll go back to our monthly uh, standard monthly schedule um, but uh, if you'd like to support us um, please go to patreon.com slash destiny comics we have one tier it's called the dollar in the hat so all we're asking for is just a little support. It costs money to for um, bandwidth and and uh, all that fun stuff. So we just appreciate the the support. Thank you. Love you guys. Uh, this week's episode is um, Agatha Christie's um, Murder on the Orient Express, a true classic that has inspired um, movies. TV shows, all kinds of adaptations. Um, it's a true classic. Uh, when ju- when we recorded this, there was a new movie that had just come out with a bunch of actors. That's how long ago we recorded this. Um, I think we touch on the movie a little bit, but uh, we do mostly stick to the book. So thank you. Hope you enjoy this episode of the Bookies Podcast. I can talk after, just for yeah. being friends. Did you, did you know that there are like, up with you. like 15 seasons of NCIS on Netflix right now? I've seen them out, yeah. <laughs> and Criminal Minds is on like 14 or 15 God. seasons too. Like I'm like, wow. I, I just got to the season where the, the main dude, the the guy from Dharma and Greg, him, he just got yeah, kicked yeah. off the show. Like I'm, I'm at that point. And only one season He's like of there forever. Yeah. I love how you're like the guy from Norman Greg, and I'm like, yeah, I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but. <laughs> I don't either, yeah. but yeah, yeah. He was. He was he's you the know, guy from Darwin Greg. Greg, Greg, right? It's Greg. He's Greg. I don't know oh. his name either, but he's a not guy. Dharma. No, 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 he's not Dharma. No. Did you ever watch Darwin Greg? I know of it. I never. I loved it. that show. It was, it was great. Show. It really, really was. <laughs> you seem very show. surprised by the surprise nature. I was. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of show you wouldn't think. Yeah, it was really good. There was a time in my life where I was basically living without TV and almost without internet, and I would go up to. A cabin that my girlfriend's stepdad had at the time, just for the weekend, just to hang out and just get away from it all. And there was like no TV up there whatsoever, not even a signal. But they had a lot of TV on DVD. I saw Wings. I saw Dharma and Greg. I saw like <laughs> Lonesome Dove. <laughs> crazy stuff I never would have watched before. <laughs> Wings That's was great. awesome. Wings was good. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
good thing we're not I here like to. You don't expect it to be good. Even Al Bundy hates wings. Oh, oh here's what Al Bundy thinks. He's a fictitious character. Yeah. Yeah. Wings was awesome. I like him better as Relish the Troll King anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, real <laughs> quick, let's go around the table. Are we starting now? Yeah, we're starting. <laughs> okay. Awesomeness. Okay. I'm Brandon Noel. <laughs> I'm Louis Lopez. Al Bundy. David no. <laughs> Wayne Abraham. Justin Stallard. Bonnie Stallard. I'm also Al Bundy. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> Maylene. Good. That's what I was. Maylene Noel. Oh. You don't even like Al Bundy. I don't, but it was a good joke. Okay. Uh, we are the bookies. So I started a new job this week. I didn't finish the book. No, that's fair. Who did it? Uh, they all did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. They, they all, all did it, it. yes. Yeah. So, but you want to know who kills? Uh, Miss Body. I did. In, in the, the hallway. hallway. With the revolver. Uh, yes. Actually, funnily enough, my, my mom spoiled that for me that they all did it. Because uh, I, I walked yeah. into the house today and I, I finished the book today, but this was before I finished it. I was at like 10 pages away. And she's asking me, you know, what are you doing for book club? I'm like, oh, we're reading Murder on the Orient Express. And she goes, oh, I think I remember that one. That's the one where they all kill the guy at the end, right? Oh. With Julius Caesar. And I go, I don't know. Do I they? haven't finished <laughs> the book yet. Maybe. Like, I pulled the book like, I don't know, <laughs> Mom. Do they? <laughs> I told her that. And she was like, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you like throwing up the book like I'm done. So okay. when it got to that point where I'm I'm reading it and going, oh okay, so this just confirms what I already knew. Thank you, mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, all right, this yeah. was uh, Maylene. Yeah. Yep. You want to uh, talk about the the plot of the book and why you put it in there? So the plot of the book is Poirot. Spoiler <laughs> alert! They all did it. Know, a little sorry, late now. Sorry, <laughs> just in case you didn't know to read the book before starting this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, don't listen to the podcast first. I know, right? Um, you just started, you know. Um, but the plot of the book is Poirot is on his way um, traveling on the Orient Express to um, um, on his way to a destination because someone needs his help. And, back to England. Yeah, back to England. And a snowstorm causes the train to be horribly, horribly delayed because they can't, you know, keep driving through the snow. So while he's on there, someone approaches him and says, this really rich guy approaches him and says, um, I need your protection because someone's going to kill me. And I begin these threatening notes, blah, blah, blah. And Poirot basically said, you're a dick, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> it's like, I don't like your face. Kind he, of was, yeah. he did say he that. He did say, yeah. I don't like yeah. I don't like your face. Yeah, he's like, I don't like your face. That was basically his reaction. Well, what he said was, no, you are a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what he said, but it was uh, It would be amazing if he did say that. (laughs) And then, of course, the guy ends up dead. And so he has to try to figure out which passenger... (laughs) Passenger... (laughs) Kills him. Yes, we we know they all did it. (laughs) But, um, so yeah. And I chose it because it's my favorite of the Poirot books. And I know that... Now, is this the first one that introduces Poirot? No. 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 He was already a popular character. Where where in the series is this more or less? Or the chronology, let's say. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I don't know. I'll look it up while she's talking and figure it out. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, while in... Yeah. He's... Like, she's been writing these for a while. He was a very popular character when he first came out. Yeah. So... Um, he was originally just going to be a one-shot 
story yeah. and people liked him so much. People she had to write became more. obsessed with him as a character. Well, hell, that's what happened with Holmes. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to have died. <laughs> he yeah. just came back. Um, this again, Agatha, we watched a bio on Agatha Christie a couple years ago. She wrote the very last story of Poirot has him as an older man dying. Oh. Um, she wrote that, you know, way into the series, but the popularity and demand for the character kept him alive so that the final story stayed in her drawer already written <laughs> and she just couldn't publish it. Because every month or every every year she's cranking out a new one, new one, but she's got the last one sitting there waiting. Nice. So, but um, so how are we gonna talk about yeah, Star Wars? Likes okay. Yeah. So, first of all, one of the things I love about this is what I love about any story that has a similar situation. Where I love that Agatha Christie was inspired by a real event. A train actually ran into complications in a snowstorm, couldn't keep going, and she kind of came up with the idea like, hey, what if a murder took place on this train? And, <laughs> you know, um, so it's kind of like I got the whole Herman Melville, Moby Dick feel where a real life event inspired the book. <laughs> you know, it's like I always love it when that kind of stuff happens. Um, that and I know some people might have a, a trouble, a, a problem with this. So I fully expect people not to like this. But one of my favorite things is the fact that they all had motive, and that's why they all did it. Like, like you know, I, I understand why people might not like that, and I, I get it. I'm not, you know, but I, I like the fact just that it wasn't one person more than another who wanted to. Do it. Like they all got together and planned it. Like, look. We all hate this he dude. Escaped justice. He escaped he justice, died. and we right. don't want to place blame on any one person. We don't want to make one person do it. So we're kind of an all, all on, on this together, and you know we, we're going to do it. You know that's why it was so hard. And they worked together together to throw in these clues that didn't make sense because they didn't want any one person getting caught. Like, just the the fact that, that this one tragic incident bonded all these people together. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure people in the past have had situations where someone escaped justice and they wish they could have done something about it. Like, and in this fictitious world, someone, you know, they actually did. You know, they, they did basically what I think a lot of people would want to do. Like, there have been times where I've heard stories in the newspaper. I'm like, well, if I had nothing to lose, I would go after that guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... It's kind of like a wish fulfillment, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Is they all wanted to right a wrong, and they did it, <laughs> you know. So that's kind of why I, I think I like it so much, because basically the wish fulfillment of it. <laughs> and um, I also liked the sort of banter, I guess you could say, between Book and uh, uh, Poirot. Like, I thought that was really, really fun. And I like the fact that he just told the guy, I don't like your face, so I'm not going to help you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, that. that's awesome. Like, he's very straightforward, very honest, very open. Well, I was thinking about this earlier today, about the all, they all did it. Mm -hmm. Agatha Christie basically invented an option three. <laughs> right. Because it, it, every, every murder... Yeah, every, I mean, other people have done it since then, but... Yeah, every murder mystery has the, the climactic roundup where they're all... 
sitting there and goes, you, you know... And you no, no, could have done it. The ones where they accuse someone and everybody's like, yeah, 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 and then it turns out to be, this guy over here yeah, really did it. Yeah. yeah. You know. But like she she done everything else that you yeah. could do with that, mm-hmm. but she just came up with an option. I think this uh, looks like it was the 10th mm-hmm. oh. uh, Poirot book. Oh, the wow. first one is The Mysterious Affair at yeah. Styles in 1920, and... In 1934 was when Murder on the Orient Express okay. came out. There were several between them. He so. has been portrayed by 24 different actors. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like the fact that you know she basically gave us another option, and because I mean you have like most of the time it's one or maybe two people, maybe two people conspired to kill someone, or mm-hmm. uh, and you also have I've read situations where someone commits suicide and makes it look like murder. And then you, oh, it was actually suicide. You know, so it's, I just like the fact that it's, you know, it was different, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, and I, I liked Book. I think he was probably my favorite character outside of Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Um, I, I can't remember if it was Book, but it's the, it's the first person Paro interviews, because. I got literally halfway into the book I, when he's doing his interviews with everyone. Um, he didn't actually interview Book or he, because he, Book is the, his friend. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, not one book. of the suspects. Not Book. It, it's one of the the first. Um, so the secretary? Not the secretary. It's the conductor. Yeah, the conductor. And they're talking about Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle. He's talking about um, you know I read and that's what I was doing. I was reading. And it was just a throwaway line made me giggle out loud. Where um, the interview's over and they're going their separate ways. And he goes, Oh, one more thing. What book are you reading? Like, it's almost like a trick question. Like, yeah. are you, were you really reading? Yeah. And he just turns around and goes, Love's captive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh. I'm so embarrassed to admit that I'm reading a romance right now. Is it good? It is. <laughs> and it's just this little, the little beat. That's what Agatha Christie does really well, is character. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of, especially with her detectives, these aren't Dashiell Hammetts. They're not. Yeah. There's not femme fatales. There's, there's not a lot of gun plays, a lot of action. Um, so everything hinges on the characters themselves being interesting. And so she does really. That's what she does best is interesting character, really good turn of phrase, and you know, like I said, it's not a Dashiell Hammett. There's not that much action, but it's still captivating because of the way it's written. Mm-hmm. So like that's you know that's what I like. That was probably my favorite scene. So. Um, I. We're gonna do it later. I had I had a couple problems here and there with this book. <laughs> So did I, but problems later. What did yeah, you like? Yeah. Um, I liked how, because this is this is the very first um, Poirot book that I've read. So I, I liked how he's a very very smart detective character, but he's also not like James Bond hot. You know, like he's just he he could be like your ape. your weird <laughs> uncle who likes to you know yeah. read mystery novels. Like yeah, smart is an understatement. Like, uh, yeah, great <laughs> sounds. Yeah, but like he he never made anybody feel inferior uh, because he was like six steps ahead of everyone else yeah. like like Holmes does like yeah, does. yeah. Like, <laughs> not that I am dissing Sherlock Holmes please don't misunderstand I am Holmes a Holmes fan yeah. 
Yes, he is. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I never really thought, I never really thought Hercule Poirot was very arrogant. You no, know? he's not. He was, he was he's humble. He was pretty humble. He, he was ahead of the game, but he, you could almost see him like, like pulling the others along with him. Like, come on, here's the next clue. Go, here, here's what <laughs> it is. You don't see it yet. No, really. <laughs> yeah. Come on, think. I just want to I love about him as a character is that he's very like, he's not condescending. He's not like if someone. Is you know say something like oh I, I'm just like I saw a televised or I'm sorry, but I saw a, a video version of mysterious affair or no it was another one and it had to do with a maid and a maid was like oh but I'm not very smart and he goes no 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 the smallest thing you saw could help me immensely you yeah. are smart you may not think it you know he's just that character you know he's he's personable yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he even he even has that one scene with him and Book and the doctor where. He basically says, "Okay, we're gonna take we're gonna take the next fifteen minutes. We're gonna be silent, we're gonna and we're gonna think. Yeah. <laughs> and their minds trail off, of course, because they're normal both of them, people. Because they're normal like, people, yeah. <laughs> they're normal men. They both went yeah. somewhere but, <laughs> separately <laughs> in their own little fantasies. But anyway, gave them the chance to try to think of something that they right. hadn't considered before, and I thought that was very cool for a, a wicked smart detective to do. You yeah." Know? It's helpful for the case, sure, but it's also a nice thing for a person to do for another person, you know. So I thought that I thought that was nice. I thought he was a, a very likable detective. I personally, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, what you liked, David? What you liked? What did I like? Yeah, um, yeah this is my first. Uh, this is my first Agatha Christie book as well. I've never seen any of the movies either. No. No, because. When my mom watched uh, the, how do you pronounce it, Hercule? Hercule. Hercule Hercule Poirot. My mom watched it on television all the time. It was on on cable. And I just went, whatever, and just went on and did my own thing. I just never really paid attention to it. But, um, yeah, I was definitely surprised when when the ending was they all did it, because I never never in a million years saw that coming. Yeah. And... um, I always thought, like, when I was reading the book, it's like, man, someone had to have killed the guy, and then, like, his first option, mm-hmm. where the killer came on, did his did his thing, tossed everything, and then got off before the train moved. That's, mm-hmm. I, I, that's the only thing I could think of. If, if they can't find crap on, if they're stuck in a snowstorm, that's the very first thing. Yep. He had there to have left. no footprints. There was yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going, okay, well, what happened? And then I'm thinking about, what about the, 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 the second-class passengers? How come they never interviewed any of those people? Because they, the one door was locked, and the other was being watched. Oh, you break. How many, so, how, many, how many movies have you seen where people are traveling on top of trains going to the other Right, right, cars? right. Yeah. <laughs> the train has stopped, so yeah, that could have yeah. been... Yeah. Exactly. And I go, hello. <laughs> Who said he couldn't have climbed out the window and on top of the train? And yeah, yeah so they never brought that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true, but okay. And um, things we liked, things we liked. I'd we have to say that my it. my favorite character was definitely Perot himself because oh, yeah. I just admired how intelligent the guy was. But I'll get into and intuitive. Oh yeah, the dude is like really educated. Guesses every now and again, no, just, right? Yeah, I'd say he, he's a pretty good guesser, but um, he's just doing everything through deduction. Mm-hmm. And he's just seeing stuff that a normal person just doesn't see or or doesn't even contemplate. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes together, everyone is just like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, 
But other than that, I enjoyed the story. It was it was pretty neat. One aspect I liked was the it was the perfect murder, except for one thing. The snowstorm stopped the train. Yeah. If if the snowstorm had not stopped the train, it would have been Oh, the guy timed on board, got off at this point, and and everybody would have bought it. Yeah. But because the train got stopped, those little pieces to be set up to make it look like it was supposed to didn't fly. Hmm. And all of a sudden, the, those things that didn't fly caused problems, and that was... <clears throat> what Perot tackled and sorted out, and I, I like I like it at the end where he he has everybody together in the car, and he has the the doctor and the train manager, and he said, "All right." This is the first scenario. Dude snuck on board, committed the murder, snuck off at this point, have no clue where he is, we have this description of him. And because of evidence, Book and, and the doctor are both going, no, 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 that's not acceptable. <laughs> and Perot says, fair enough, although you may find it acceptable. You <laughs> might decide you prefer this ending. You might decide you prefer this ending, but I will go on to my second one. You all did it for very good reasons. Yeah, yeah. And they go, did. no, 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 the first one. We <laughs> like the first one <laughs> Like, you should have just gone with me on this one. Yeah. And it was 12 people tracking down this one guy who caused the death of a child and got, got away with a, yeah, it. Yeah, he got off on a technicality. Got and off on a technicality and had money for it and everybody else, Perot would not have been on the train except the home office called him back on a rush job. Mm-hmm. Or he would not have been on the train. And everybody on the train was in on the murder and was related to the family of the killed girl in some way way or other. And they were very careful to have 12 of them represented. And when he was asleep, each one of them took a turn with the knife and stabbed him. And so there were 12 stab wounds. And they don't know, you know, the doctor looked at it and said any of these three could have killed him, but nobody actually knew which one of them killed him. So they could honestly say, I didn't do it, because they could assume it wasn't them that actually killed him. Yeah. Which made lying easier. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, the guy was given sleeping, you know, or sleeping pills or whatever. Drought. Dropped. A little, a little liquid elixir. Yeah, and they uh, yeah came in and 
Paul took a stab at it. And, and then they just had to sit night, there folks. and come up with a a plausible thing to try to fool Perot, and mm-hmm. they weren't successful. It was a good story. I enjoyed it. The, the ending came together a little more quickly than I anticipated. Yeah, it kind of wraps up pretty quick there right at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of going, and all of a sudden it's... Okay. That's why I said when I... when Because I, my Kindle version had... Because the, the film... There was a film based on us not that long ago, which I've seen, and actually I liked. We don't have to argue about that right now. Um, she didn't like it. I did. Anyway... But they You're were like entitled to your wrong opinion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, they had like pictures from the film attached to the back of the book. Okay. So I finished the book at ninety-two percent, and I turned the page in my oh. Kindle, you know, like digitally expecting more. Yeah. yeah. And photo section. What? Wait. What? I turned back. That's it. That's yeah. <laughs> the end. There were like no there were like twelve pages at the end of mine that were like bibliography and other works right. and so on. <laughs> You're like, wait, oh man, that's but all the, there is. The, the end is in mine. The end is page one eighty seven of one ninety eight. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I like the story. And mine has a whole bunch of blank pages. <laughs> that's so you can write your own. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the story. Myself, I uh, one of the things I, I, I liked was uh, um, the characters, just in general. The characters were, I thought they were very well rounded, well descript, and all. And that little bit of uh, you know, the little bitty bits of humor, mm-hmm. you know, like what Brandon yeah. had mentioned, you know, about the book, and there was a couple others that I can't, can't recall at the moment, but I, I remember a couple times just. Random chuckle because of the little <laughs> bit of humor that I, I managed to uh, catch. But don't like your face. Yeah, yeah. don't like your face. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that did surprise me a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, Whoa! I'll snap. Hercule's character was, uh, um, you know, as you guys said, very gracious and very personable but at the same time very strong and and not afraid to be to push or to, to just to be blunt about it you know yeah. you know it's, it's the truth about it I don't like you he uh, handled each person differently yes, intentionally because he mm-hmm. yes. he's good at reading people and uh, uh, what else uh, high sense motive <laughs> Well, yeah. Bonnie, you. Okay. Um, I also liked the characters. I um, I yeah. Okay. Things I liked. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, we all eat before we do this, so we're in a food coma. I know, right? <laughs> positive. positive. Um, no, I mean, not, it's not that I dislike it. This was not my first Agatha Christie book. Mm. Um, it was my first Hercule Perrault book. So you're a Miss Marple fan. No, actually, I haven't read any Miss Marple either. Oh, wow. um, it's funny because I really, really like mysteries and have read very little Agatha Christie. 
How weird is that? Because yeah. Agatha Christie is just weird. phenomenal, right? Mm. I've read a lot of other mystery writers, just not a lot of Agatha Christie. You know, my first introduction to Agatha Christie was, and then there were none. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also known as Ten Little Indians, depending on which See, that was which what version. I thought it was called, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I first saw the play of that one. And because one of our cousins was in a production of it, and I loved it, tracked down the book, read the book, and the book is different than the play. Big shock, right? Yeah. The, the play has a happy ending. The book does not. No. In in that book, everyone is guilty and everyone dies. I think we. In, I haven't read the book. In, oh, in the play, in the play, it's there's like there's like. All but two of them were guilty, and all of the guilty people died, and two of them managed to survive. Well, turned out they weren't guilty, yeah. kind of a thing. And it's like, oh, you know, so, so. On Amazon Video, there's a black and white. And then there were none. And, uh, and then there were none mm-hmm. from like 1930 something. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah I like. I, I've seen that it's there. I haven't watched it yet. It's um, a good version. I, yeah, I'd like to read it. I just. Um, it's based off the play. Yeah. So it's funny because both Agatha Christie books that I have read, I saw a acting production of it first, mm-hmm. which honestly I think is better. So if for some reason you are listening to this podcast and have not read the book, go watch a couple of the movies before you re- read the book. Because the book's quite a bit different than most versions. Every version of the movie, every movie version changes a thing or Something, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or ten. Yeah, or ten. <laughs> They add things for, because if we're completely honest, some of us were very surprised it was suddenly over. It yeah. was a little bit, in spite of the fact that it was, they all did it. Which I saw coming the first time I encountered the story. But that's beside the point, because it's my, my brain. Um, but still, that being said, like, yeah, okay, it was, it did break the mold. Because before this was written, remember, this was written... 1934, yeah. You know, people hadn't done that. Now, I mean, you know, all these mystery shows and, you know, CSI can be considered mystery stuff too, you know, like all these (laughs) things, you know, okay? Forensic science shows and all these things, you know, there's lots of this kind of thing. But at that point, that was a big thing. So, so we love that she thought of this new thing. And, and, but I, uh, I know I'm not supposed to do dislikes, but I was a little bit disappointed when it came and that was it. And it was over, and, and I felt like there was no real climax to the story. So, if you haven't read the book, watch the movies first. They add action. A little yeah. bit of action, because let's be honest. It's like there's a chase scene in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there like, is. Like, yeah, through the, the train area. Because, okay, let's be honest here. In the book, he interviews everyone in the dining car. Everyone else has moved out, and it brings everybody in the same spot. Yeah. If you did that in a movie, it would be really, really, really boring. Oh, yeah, no. He, he doesn't move. They all move. They all move. Mm-hmm. But, but when we're talking about a visual yeah. thing, cinematography-wise, you need things to change up a little bit. Even if you're confined to a train, you're going to interview some people in the dining car, some people in the room, some people here, some people there. It makes more sense to change it up a little bit because moviegoers want that. Well, hell, from what I understand, I haven't seen it, but the movie Snowpiercer takes place entirely on a train, mm-hmm. and it's very, very good and action-packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right, but so each like, car is different and represented. Right. That's true. That's true. Like, and here, yeah. the original printing of this was Murder on the Calais Coach, yeah. because there are other coaches on this train, but the murder, because of this and because of that and all these details, had to take place in this one coach. Yeah. The murderer is here. 
it took place here. It's only the people in this coach who could have been involved. Let's figure it out. They changed it to Murder on the Orange Express, which is the more famous title from it. But, you know, um, so I, 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 but I do, I love the characterization. I love the characters. And I, I see that in some of the movies, they've exaggerated the characters more. But that's okay. They took, like, the main thing about this character and made it bigger. Okay, that's fine. Um, sometimes they change the, the age of the characters or they change the... But but you've got this wonderful. There's no. It's no question why there are so many different versions of this theatrically because it lends to the ensemble. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yes. Hercule Poirot. He is the star. He's. But it's not like Sherlock Holmes, where everybody's just trying to keep up with his massive brain. Yeah. Every. Not that I. Again, I love Sherlock Holmes. Don't get me wrong. Um. We should read a Sherlock Holmes. We should. Anyway, that's beside the point. My brain's all over tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, so, but it, it, there's this wonderful ensemble. You have this poor missionary woman and a princess with her lady's maid. I mean, she's old and ugly, but she's a princess. She's royalty, and she commands respect. You have, you know, the count and countess who are, you know. And then, and then you've got this salesman guy who turns out he's really a PI, you know? Yeah. Like, you've got, you've got all these different characters and all these different backgrounds, yet they were all tied together, and they were all affected. Because if you look at it also, it's like one of those things where, where it's a really good example, even though it's a fictional example, it's a really good example of how we all affect each other yeah. mm-hmm. and how one person and one event can affect Everyone around them. Kind of like that six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You know, like. Right, right. You know, I know, it's a weird thing to throw Well, out there's there. the six degrees of separation, and then they did the six yeah, degrees yeah, of Kevin Bacon. I, I get that. No, my but first it is, was like, like Crash, but that's yeah. better. Yeah. I like that better. Like how we're all. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. How we're all connected through somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and. Like. But it's a really good example of that because you have all these people from, de- you know, different walks of life, different backgrounds, different. But at one time, they all yeah. were close to yeah. this one family. That's kind of like you know, and this thing just destroyed everyone. It is, and I like it, like because, like you said, it's a good fictional representation mm-hmm. of what if something happened to like, let's say, five years from now, something happens to me. You guys all know me, like we yeah, so spent all this time doing all these so completely together. different people, you know, <laughs> right, like right. personalities, and yet right. you all know, you know, yeah. by that one person, you know, right, or right. So, um, you know, uh, go ahead. That, that was one of the things that came out in conversation where he says, look at the wide range of economic level, ethnicity of mm-hmm. everyone involved. He said, what are the chances that, what, what yeah. are the chances of all of these disparate people coming together? And then he says, only in America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the event happened in, in America. America. And yeah. then was brought to, yeah. yeah. And this is, you know. And it's true. Years, Especially back then. Years later. Yeah. Because Especially you look at, at the, the book and there's, you know, so many. Well, it's like when we read James Bond, you know. It was written a long time ago by a British author and they just assume that all their audience knows a little French. Um, oh, my you know? God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean. Like, and there's all these things that you know, and there's 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 some 
racism and things that were just common yeah. back like, then, which is unfortunate. And today we're so open-minded. We're like, this that's horrible. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that that's how things were back then, yeah. and that's why it ended up in there. You know, yeah. Books written in our society today are going to have a totally different flavor from books written oh, yeah. three decades from now. Even, I, I, you know? I'm sensing that might be something you had a problem with was the no stereotype. Okay, no, no, because because we've already discussed that some with like the James Bond and things like that. Yeah. Like I have to look at it and go, okay, this was written in 1934. Yeah, it was yeah. written. You know, this, this wasn't written in America There's either. So there are going to be things yeah. that I yeah I don't agree with those things, but I wasn't alive back then either. Yeah. So I I listened you know. to a lot of old timey radio. And mm-hmm. so I've just been kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's it's there. It's there. It's, it is, it's unfortunate, but yeah. we can't we can't say we can't just go. Oh well, we're not going to deal with it because we don't want to talk about it. What it is, you know, we, we don't want. Yeah, we wish that kind of stuff didn't happen. It does, unfortunately. Yes, today we are most of us a little more open minded and a little more generous with our friendships and things, and not you know. But back then, unfortunately. You know, the best of yeah. us are a little bit more open-minded. Whether yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of people who are still, who are still, unfortunately, yeah. like that. Um, I think, honestly, that that um, for the ending, the thing that I, one of the things I really liked a lot was the reveal of Linda Arden being Mrs. Hubbard, which honestly I think was more exciting than the reveal that everybody did it. Really, <laughs> you know, because because you don't expect her. Yeah. Mrs. Hubbard has been the the Bonnie of the group. She's the chatter chatterbox, like I am, and she's telling everybody things they want to know or things they things they're going to hear, my whether they want to know them or not. My you know? daughter, my daughter, and and it's so funny because she's like, I just picture because she was known to be this tragic actress. You know, she played <laughs> Lady Macbeth and all these. You know, and so she was known for her tragic characters. She's like, I just pictured myself in a comedy. You know, and you're like, oh, I love like being in from an acting you know background here. I loved that. I'm like, you know, she was playing the part of Lifetime. She was known for her tragic roles. She never got to play a comic role. Mm-hmm. She was having a grand time putting on this thing and just, you know, yeah. and the reveal that that Mrs. Hubbard, who we've heard throughout the, the show, American the American lady. lady, is really this wonderful actress. Um, one of the things I found interesting out of all the versions. That I've, of movies that I've seen, not one of them portrayed Mrs. Hubbard as the chatterbox American woman. Well, they did, but not in the same way. Mm-hmm. All of them All had her different. more like she was husband hunting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Not the oh my daughter told me oh da 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 oh da da you know a little more flirty yeah. type rather than the chatty mama. I, I loved that yeah. reveal specifically because when you first encounter her. Annoyed the crap out of me, oh, yeah. right? I'll my, get to that. My daughter, this, my daughter, that. Oh, what if my daughter saw me here on this train? Just shut up. Your and daughter's then, not here. Get over it. Yeah. And yeah. then when you realize not only that she annoyed you because she's supposed to annoy you, she's written that way, then you think, oh my god, this is actually very genius. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and then you go, well, crap. Her daughter that she's been talking about doesn't exist. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. even what her. Her daughter and her husband that both died, or her daughter, her other daughter and husband that are on the train that are count and countess. You know, yeah. You, you're like this this daughter that she's made up, this fiction, 
fictional, yeah. fictitious daughter with her fictitious husband, with her, you know, fictitious grandchildren. Where did she get that photo? Who'd she borrow that picture from? <laughs> These ugly children. She's been showing pictures around. You know, you're like, oh my goodness, she brought props and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. This lady's crazy awesome. She, she is an actress of her time. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> my, one of my favorite lines early on is like, why aren't they serving Fiji water? Why? <laughs> I think they have to serve the water of the country. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh okay. Like, wow. And that moment, I pictured my grandma. <laughs> so the, the characters are great. You know, like like the the princess who's just described as being kind of toad like. She's not very pretty, but she commands your attention. And she, although she is royalty and powerful, she is gracious. Yeah. She's not rude about it. Yes, she wants things this way. I would like this, and I would like it this way, and I would like it this way. Thank you very much. But she's not like. You know, a bitch about it, kind of thing. You yeah. know, where she could have been. It's, it's kind of you know, like if uh, she like, could have hard to be if she wanted to. <laughs> it's like if Steve Buscemi were like yeah. a prince, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. kind of what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, but yeah. So, all right. Those are my my wonderful examples of things I loved. Go ahead. Okay. Things so you didn't as like. Dislikes. Now, of course, I put this. So, I think I like it more than most people. Probably, <laughs> but okay. I did have my dislikes. I, for example. When Linda Arden was Mrs. Hubbard, oh God, she annoyed me. I just—it <laughs> it made up for it at the end when I found out. Okay, she played a part, but through the whole book, I'm like, if this woman does not shut up, I and I, I knew it was coming too. I knew. Yeah, because this is your second reading. It's like or? my third, second, or third, my third reading. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I knew it was coming, but I just was like, I can't handle this. Like. And that, and I know it's the way of human nature, but a lot of these characters, despite the fact that they did this for the good, everything else about them was a lot of self-service. Yeah. A lot of self-serving characters, which annoyed the crap out of me. I, I, get, I get it. That's the way of human nature. It's, you know, we tend to be self-serving. Even the best of us can be self-serving, you know. But just it was kind of like a non-stop, like of okay, how many of these people actually care about other people? Besides, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not just. I mean, again, I, I knew the end was coming and they all did it, but and the, in the reality, they all obviously cared about each other. But they, they did. did a really good job of pretending like they didn't know each other and not caring yeah, about each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but which needed to be that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that and there was something else that I was going to mention. Oh, I did. I mean. Again, I understand the time and where it was written, but the thing that bothered me is it just assumed... I know it was a character, but I don't speak French. So there were parts no. where I was like... No polyvu français here. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I get it. It's the character. So I, I didn't... I tried not to complain too much because it is a character. He does speak French. And so some, a lot of that would be natural to him to just say. Yeah. And I, I get but it wasn't that. always translated. Yeah, but it wasn't always no, translated. It, or it didn't give half me a the time. Clue. It wasn't. It didn't even give me a clue half yeah. the time as to what he was saying. Some of the words I just kind of know. So I was like, uh, Mon Dieu. Yeah, yeah. Like some of those like exclamations yeah. here. Okay, yeah. some of those. Stuff like, I, that's I, how they it, spell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, how I don't to help you out in the audio version either. Oh yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's just French. <laughs> oh good. Okay, that's okay. what I wanted. Although yeah. it sounds a lot better than it does in my head. See, that's my very because there's so many letters in French you don't. On like things that I didn't like, because everybody just seems to throw out French phrases, and it's yeah. not that it's not even that like I can see it written down. It's that I can't mentally pronounce it, yeah. so I don't know what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, and well, you know, again, I get it. He, he does that, but I think that'd be the equivalent of like someone who lives 
in on this in this part of America, mm-hmm. writing a book and just throwing a bunch of Spanish phrases yeah. in, yeah, and sending that book to English, yeah, and throwing and sending it to like England or Ireland where they don't really have. Let's huge send this to calls. Australia or right? Japan and see okay. how they feel about it. And, and then just they're like. What what is this? Yeah. What are they saying? <laughs> no entiendes. <laughs> I Which, by the way, means I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're listening exactly. to this and have no idea what I just Asterisk. said. <laughs> They'd be like, I don't understand what's written on this page. So it's like, uh, you know, I just again, I, I I understand that's the character, but it's kind of a roadblock for me. The yeah. fact that I. I, I don't understand French, and I didn't want to have to keep rushing to like a French dictionary or you know, yeah. or Google or whatever. Are all the Hercule Perrault books like that? I don't know. I, I don't them think so. I don't think the, they're the, all like the that. Few, I, I've only outside of this, I've only ever uh, audio booked the uh, some of the short stories. Mm. I, I uh, accidentally uh, bought when I was meaning to try to get this. I accidentally put. Click, you know, the on Amazon <laughs> buy with one click thing. Uh, oh. Short story collection of your oh, yeah. Perot from Agatha Christie. Not just your Q Perot, but there's a bunch a of Agatha Christie short, story. short stories. There's, there's, a, there's a Christmas short story that's really fun, and then there's another one about uh, uh, I forget the title of it, but a, uh, an American diamond that's been stolen. That's really cute and fun. There's no French in that. Nice. So, <laughs> so uh, look for the Pink Panther one with her. <laughs> right. oh, wrong diamond. So again, I try not to complain about it too much because I have to look at it from the character's point of view. Like, okay, you know, I don't think... That's, I guess, quote-unquote, my shortcoming is I don't know French. That's but, your fault. Yeah, right? How dare you pick up a book, I know, an right. English book, and not know French? I know. I'm such a horrible person. I need to rethink my priorities. Yeah, you're going to drop the ball on this one. I, I've run into right. that problem also with some of the YouTube videos I watch. Uh, some of the guys are, are British, <laughs> and they'll have guests speakers there and next thing I know they're speaking French and you're like what? what? <laughs> French are not that common over here people I'm sorry I wanted to take French in elementary school my parents made me take Spanish because we live in California I know <laughs> it makes more sense so I had the same problem in, in high school see dad if you let me take French I could explain these words to you <laughs> so that was one of my main complaints I don't have a lot, but those were my two main ones. Was Mrs. Cover, and again, even knowing how it ends, I was like, "Oh, Mrs. Cover, I'm gonna smack you!" Like, you don't shut up about your daughter. You know that doesn't exist. You know. Yeah, but but see, because I'd seen the movie first and I knew, yeah. I just, you I mean, I enjoyed it more because I'm like, ah, she's annoying everybody. That's not really. Who and she is. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm trying to think of. I know there were other things that. I can't think of right now, but um, admittedly, I will say it's not her best Poirot novel. I will say. I mean, it, it's good. But it's, it's probably one of the most done. It's it's one of the most done. It's, it's a classic. I guess yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. But personally, I can't do. There's a Christmas book or a Christmas story that I like better. Than, yeah. I mean, I love Murder on the Orient Express. I I love it. Don't get me wrong. But story-wise, I think... Cause, okay, Murder on the Orient Express is my favorite for certain reasons. Um, which I'm not going to go into right now. But the Christmas... This is the perfect time to go into. Why. Yeah, it, it is your favorite. Yeah, yeah. It was a your bonding thing with me and my grandma. So. Well, well, that's a great reason to love a book. Yeah. There's, that's okay. Well, 
It's kind of an emotional. I get Her it. birthday okay. just happened a couple days ago. Okay. And so. Fair enough. No more, but yeah. You but know. that's kind of, it's, it was a bonding thing with me and my grandma. That's why. Right. And she gave me my very first copy of this book. So well, she's, like, oh. you know, so yeah. You will always love it. Of course so, but the Christmas story. Now I know so, why you hated the movie. I know. I hated I the movie. I get it yeah. better now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, not going to talk about the movie. Not going to talk about the movie. Yeah. But, um, oh, the Christmas, I know. The Christmas story was better I think as a story like uh, I what was it called the one with it, it's I forget Simeon what, Lee uh, we saw the movie version I, I forget what it's called anyway it's yeah if you can look up the I think it's oh, called I think it's called Hercules Christmas or something like that yeah. Hercule yeah. Poirot's Christmas whatever yeah. anyway that story, short stories, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a bit. But anyway, that adventure of the Christmas pudding. No, not that one. That is a fun one, but not that one. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, if you guys find it, I mean, I think it's called Hercule Poirot's Christmas or something like that. Uh, we have a printed version of it. Yeah. On All right. Anyway, Fantastic. um, that I do say is a better story, but you know, Murder on the Orient Express is a great book and. But think there are like I said there are some more flaws I just can't think of. I know I made mental notes to bring them up, but you know I gotta write them down. <laughs> I'm gonna forget. But yeah, so I don't have as many dislikes yeah. as I'm sure everyone else does. So go ahead. Hercule Poirot's Christmas. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Hercule Poirot's Christmas. Uh, real quick, Bonnie, that one the real fun one about the the diamond and the short story. It's called The Adventures of the Western Star. So that, that, that's a fun one. If, Sounds good. If you have it in that Western collection. Star. Um, it, it's a pretty nice. fun one. Okay, Brad, dislikes. Uh, dislikes. Again, I only got through half the book. Um, so he which dislikes the fact like that more? he didn't finish the book. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I have one complaint, and I don't know if this gets resolved later in the book. I doubt it. Okay. Okay. The murders happened. Hercule is going over the crime scene. He finds a charred piece of paper. He does the experiment with the heat lamp and and gets three words off this letter. I call bullshit on how he got to those three letters to this is the kidnapper from the you know because it was the name it had the name like the one the one reason they destroyed the letter was because the name was in it and it would give a clue the name Armstrong the name Armstrong, Armstrong. they were destroying that because. Because of Daisy Armstrong's death. And it was the one piece of incriminating evidence, and it's the one part of it that didn't burn. (laughs) And it's the the one thing that opened the case up for Perot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is. Because, I mean, he automatically goes from Ratchet is the the kidnapper or whatever. Mm -hmm. But even that, I just don't... Like, that's a huge leap for me. It kind of is a huge leap. Like... This this is not the only Armstrong family in North America, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Likely There's not even be the one several. that's experienced some kind of tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to to, but I, I, it was the only one to make a splash internationally in the news at that point in time. It's the she Lindbergh actually, baby. She, yeah, yeah, she based yeah. it off the Lindbergh. Or Lindbergh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she based it off of what happened to them. So uh-huh. is that famous? Oh, so yeah, in the that, book, that's why. In the yeah. book, replace Armstrong with Lindbergh. Okay. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But it just seemed, even so, it just seemed so much of a far fetched. Like our, our victim 
in some way is connected to somehow is the kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah. he is a good guesser. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's a good guesser. And I mean, he might have had other context clues. There would have been pictures. There would have been pictures up way up. Which you might go, oh, it's been a few years, but and pictures back then weren't that accurate. But I could see how it might have looked like, oh, okay. You know, he knew that there was something evil about the guy, so because yeah. he could just recognize that in his eyes. I don't like your face. Yes, um, but still, that was just a huge logic. I get it. I get me. it. I yep. I wasn't on board with that, and it felt like this is the exposition we need to give to get on with the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It's a, it's a very good narrative device. Is yeah. what it, it is. is. But it's it's only a narrative device. In the movie where that I was talking about, the older one with Sean Connery playing of Arbuthnot, um, they actually do a little news blurb at the beginning with like like a little montage of like footage of like Armstrong's the old, the old news reel. Like a newsreel yeah. kind of thing. Oh, okay. Reviewing the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Of the Armstrong girl being kidnapped and found dead, and whoever it was, blah 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 blah, and then mm. it goes into the murder on the Orient Express stuff. So it actually like sets you up, so it's in your head already. In the newer version with Kenneth Branagh, they add a p- plot device where he was actually written a letter by Armstrong, who who asked this famous detective to come consult on the case. But before he was able to, the girl was already found dead, and the dad ended up killing himself. He never got to get back to him. So it, it, he's, it ends with him writing a letter. I can now answer your letter. Aww. Even though the dad's... Like, it was kind of... It bookended it really nicely. It was totally for the movie. It wasn't in yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it tied it in and brought it home to him better, which made made more sense for him to really mm-hmm. be able to jump to that conclusion because it was something that he never got to help out on. That that would have completely fixed one of my problems with the story. Right. So um, there's little things like that in the new movie, The Maylene Hates, that we don't talk about in front of Maylene. Shh, plug your ears. But things like that that I, that I thought no. helped with little plot holes like that. Which... I there are some parts of the new movie I don't like, but I understand what they did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I admit I understand why they added all the action to it. I didn't like it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I understood it for the movie. I understood you're right completely. Right. They were in the right to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just because they really like, consulted just so you know, yeah. like because I watched the special features because I'm all about that. Like they special really features. consulted with the Agatha Christie like. Foundation or whatever it yeah. is who holds. Oh, I'm sure they like, did. They, she has family you know, members. Yes, yeah, her family and yeah. things like yeah. they really consulted with them. Yeah, because they wanted to do it right. Yeah. And so, yeah. yes, they changed some things, but I don't think they ever harmed the book. There were other things I've got problems mm-hmm. with, but that's a movie. That's okay. Book. Right. <laughs> yeah. Movie, not the book. <laughs> At the end of the day, I've gotten better with this. No adaptation, no film, no cartoon can actually harm the book. No, because the book is yeah. so good in and yeah. of itself. You're I, not, I yeah. forget what author it was. It was a mystery writer, and he was in an interview, and they said they had done some movie adaptation that was a butchery. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, you know, they ruined your book. They destroyed yeah. it. He goes, no, my book's right there on the shelf. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. you know? My book's great. Yeah. That movie sucked. Yeah. My book's good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. And every now and again, there's a movie that can make a book better. Maze Runner would be an example of a movie that's much better than the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would all agree. 
<laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. That's it? Right. That, that was that's it. it. Said, just All right. Off. You've got a list over there. I, list. Uh, ah. Some of these are good points. Some of them I even forgot to think of as far as, hey, here's what I liked about it. Like on, like on my version, it's page 112. It might not be the right. same page number, but um, Poirot was talking to Frau Schmidt and he says something about like the nature of a crime, I think. And she mm-hmm. says, we are not so wicked as that in Germany. I thought that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yes, I know, or, that line. Or super incredibly meta because this was written in 1934. Yeah. yeah. Right? That was Five genius. Years. That was so good. I love that part. Yeah, we're not like that in Germany. That was, it was you didn't get to that part yet, Brandon. That's Just fine. wait until yeah, you no. get to that part. I, I, like, I literally that's put, a good I had, It was a great line. I put down my book and I Googled, when did World War II end? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, right around 1945. So this must have been either at years the later. start or way beforehand, just to begin with. Yeah, so yeah. That, at the very beginning. Yeah. The very beginning. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, are, so yeah. this was probably on purpose then. Yeah. Either way, I love that line. That was so. Good. Yeah, because you're like, holy cow. Yeah, because yeah. this book was the 34. They didn't actually start officially until 39. Like, yeah. They don't so, pull in. So that's why I was. What are you referring to? The the atrocities of World War II committed by the Germans. Nah, she's talking about World War One. Well, no, but in my but mind, she—they're just talking about atrocities in general. Yeah, and she says we're not like that in our, in, in our country, and she's German, and us of our generation think Germany evil, World War Two horrible, <laughs> Hitler, this is awful, like all this stuff. Yeah, you know, the book was written well before that, so right. referring to World War One. Right, no, I, no, I get that. She's not even talking about. She's not even talking about war crimes. She's the, just like we in Germany are yeah, above that. Yeah, we is as the people line. are not. Like, We're not you know, like so that. Wicked. And I just but thought that was back then. That was totally just you know. But for yeah. us in our context, yeah. with the history we've had since this was written, <laughs> that's, that's like <laughs> that line is rather funny. Yes. Oh my god. I didn't really see it as funny because the the German they were Germany was blamed for the assassination of Archduke, Archduke Ferdinand in World War One. Well, no, I know, and but when I... It, and when it was proven that it wasn't, that's probably where that reference came from, that we wouldn't do such atrocities. Okay. Well, maybe. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think... It, I, I just didn't see any humor in it at all. No, but I thought it was Cause profound. Because I, I, you know. I understood what she was talking about. Yeah, okay. Um, I do want to say real quick, Lewis, you have the nicest handwriting I've ever seen. That, are you fucking kidding me? That looks like it was printed on there. That's, no, well, that looks like a drunk four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a little junk for My handwriting is terrible. Mine looks like an engineer. But there were some problems that I had with the the nature of his detective techniques. Like when he's first going into the, the murdered guy's room, he, he mentions the existence of fingerprints, and so you understand that he knows that they are an evidence-based thing, right? He knows that they're there. He knows that... Fingerprints could be lifted off of things. He has fingerprint dust in his jacket, right? He uses mm-hmm. it on the windowsill. But he still goes around picking up murder weapons and evidence and all this yeah. other stupid stuff. Like, why would you touch that? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. modern sensibilities, but Well, in my I suppose mind, you're not really going to find a fingerprint on a pipe cleaner because of the type of material it is. So, I get yeah. that. Yeah. And the handkerchief also being fabric, not so much. So I can get how why he picked up those. But there's some other things he shouldn't have touched. You're right. Like the murder weapon? Well, well the murder weapon they don't find till later, and it's already yeah. been wiped clean. Because the, the doctor's all like, and he's like, oh, don't worry, it's already been wiped, you can touch it. That, so, oh, God, yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, no, I see what you mean. <laughs> 
I'm not evidence, so don't worry about it. And then the, <laughs> my my biggest problem, and it's just a personal thing, was that I didn't feel at all invested in Hercule Poirot as a character to want to read more of his books. Like, like to my mind, a good detective novel is not just here's the murderer, here's who, here's here's who did it, how they committed it. What I want I want to know about like someone's personal inner motives. And so when you mentioned in the movie that it's bookended nicely by something not present in the books, that would have made me more compelled to care about um, Poirot's personal mm-hmm. endeavors and, and his struggles. They add personal that. stuff about him in the book, which pisses Maylene off, by the way. But In the book? Or the I book? mean the movie. Mm-hmm. That's anyway. not in the book. Because they don't tell us much about him. No, you don't get he has, anything. He has enough life. money, he's been successful enough, that he can choose his clients. We know that. We know he sits back and lets his little gray cells work, and we know he's brilliant. We don't know much about his personal life. He no. doesn't talk about much about his personal life. They added stuff in the movie just a little bit to give him more depth of character, to make you make him care more and make you care more. What I would suggest, if you ever decided to get more into the character, watch all the filmed adaptations of the books, because they, most adaptations of the books do a better job of bringing him more to life. To life. Okay. Okay. Um, the books, not as much, but he's not well rounded in the, the books. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally like David Suchet, but that's my opinion. And it did all the like the BBC, ones. all BBC versions. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, that's just my opinion. So, because yeah. I've seen some of those, but haven't read some. You know what I mean? They're like dirt made during the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Actually, the Poirot, the was eighties. Yeah. Eighties all the way up until. Uh, fairly recently, like right? fairly recently, like 2000 and Something. I want to say 14 was when the, the they did the last case, the last because there's there's a lot of Hercule Poirot short stories. Yeah, you can do in a an hour. You might like yeah. some of the earlier ones. I'm just, I'm thinking you might. <laughs> I, I probably would. I just yeah. so yeah. and even like some of the more recent stuff. Like he's he's got some other characters that in the books that. They do the things that he plays off of. Like he kind of has his version of Watson. He kind of ha- huh. He's got two okay. of them. He's got a couple. Of them. <laughs> he's got two. Watson. He's got his secretary, Miss Lemon, and he's got uh, another guy who helps him. What's his name? Hastings. Hastings. And they kind of allow for more banter and that kind of stuff. Which I think so. they were trying to do with Book and the Doctor. I think so. Yeah. 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 Although Miss Secretary is kind of like his put upon secretary. Yeah. And her stuff is pretty funny, you know. And like, there's this one uh, story where she's trying to get him to buy her a new typewriter. And the entire story, she needs a new typewriter. At the end, he brings her a big old present, and she's like, "Oh, you didn't." He goes, "I I noticed, you know, and saying all these little things." And it's like a cuckoo clock or something. And she's like, (laughs) "She's like." (laughs) <laughs> like, you notice everything about these details no one else would notice, but really? <laughs> really? really? So, yeah. Watch some of the earlier, like, uh, 80s Suchet stuff, and I think you like it a lot. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't dislike him. I just I just didn't yeah, feel a compelling need him, to yeah. care about his, like, personal viewpoints and, and, mm-hmm. and background. And you, and you really don't get him being, like, dynamic or changing motives or growing as a character at all. He's very static in this book. Mm-hmm. He, he, he is, and that's a problem throughout a lot of the books, is he is the viewpoint that stuff happens around. He's yeah. he's not all that well... He's well-defined throughout the series, but there are a lot of in-and-outs. Yeah. You know, the short stories are... You don't get... 
much glimpses into his history, into his yeah. past. Yeah, he like, is just. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like the butcher books and the and the Parker books have spoiled me as far as like right, like right, the right. Spencer's yeah. and the and the um, the Harry Dresden books. It's it it strikes a very nice balance between personal life and individual case file. Yeah. You know? I, I wish I could remember. There is a Hercule Poirot story where he and another detective get into it, and the um, whoever solves the the mystery first, if Hercule loses, he's going to shave off his mustache. <laughs> And if um, the uh, the American detective loses, he's going to get, like give him his smoking pipe. So it's like a Dashiell Hammett ripoff, <laughs> and the two of them are, are at it, you know, trying to oh out one God. each other. That's great. Yeah, that's, there's some really that's great so stuff. So arbitrary. I love it. Yeah, there's some really great stuff in the series, but uh, you know, the character isn't well defined. Yeah, I'll that, give you that. Th- that was that was my biggest problem. It's not it's not a huge problem with the story itself, but just like. The, the character. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially since all the others had, not all of them, but some of the other characters in this had lots of depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. We understand more about the murderers and their individual motivations than we do about Hercule Poirot. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, David, what didn't you like about the book? Everything. Everything? <laughs> no. Mike Manning's um, not here. Go ahead and tear it up. I <laughs> guess. I guess. Stepped out of the room. My common, my common complaint was everyone else's complaint. The book was kind of boring. It wasn't enough action. Yeah. Well, there was like no action. Yeah. It, there was like there isn't. none. It, it takes a while. When I started getting into Poirot, it took me a long time to get past that. I mean, yeah, it took me a little bit to, to read yeah. the book. I finished it like last week. I mean, it was it was well written, but I thought it was really boring. There was no real climax to this book. What, what was the hook point for you? Like, what was the thing where you're like, okay, now I'm into the story? Did that ever happen? The pasole I was getting today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to claim that I have read every single book since joining the since joining the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw me under the yeah, bus. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. Everyone um, but David has had a yeah, month where they yeah. didn't quite finish. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. I had like a couple like little things. It's like why didn't they just drive back to the pr- uh, take the train back to the previous station. Just go backwards. But they're saying, "Oh, there's snow," and I go, and "I'm going. I'm still claiming bullshit because I've seen a whole bunch of old trains from from the 1800s to the 1900s just plowing through the snow like nothing and getting through. Why did this one stop?" In the new movie, they made it not just a snowstorm but an avalanche. That okay, actually came and derailed the engine. The I can engine. understand that yep. because they're probably because they that. were thinking the same thing you were, yeah. and they knew their audience was going to think the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so they took care of that problem yeah, for you. I could totally see that. I go because look, look at that cover. That train is going to go through five feet of snow. No, no problem. problem. <laughs> yep. The cow catcher. Yeah. yeah. It's going to plow through snow like nothing. Why did that train stop? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking to myself. And this kind of reminds me of Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> yep. Kill Jessica Fletcher, the murder stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> or kill Jessica Fletcher and you'll get away with it. Right. <laughs> so why didn't they kill Parole? There yeah. was 12 of my them. My only thing, and this is just a guess on my part, is with, what's his name? Um, the, the victim. Oh, the victim. Cassetti. Cassetti, yeah. This would be Rapid. my theory, is that in their minds he deserved it because of what And they're he not did. really murderers. They're not really they murderers. Were, they they just, were implementing yeah, they justice. They in, in their mind, they were 
doing justice Good. because he was should have been killed and wasn't should have been and Poirot was just there it, it and was. they were <laughs> why would they but they didn't they didn't have the mindset of we're going to go murder someone else just to get away with this yeah. kind of thing in fact one of them what was it the mom Linda Arden mm-hmm. she was like hey if you got to put someone away put me away she, she was like yeah, I'm, I'm, make, I'll let, let me go because yeah, I'm, I'm old I'm done and yeah. no, she, was, she uh-huh. was perfectly willing to go for the crime like look don't let these people's lives be ruined to take me instead and that's just my theory right. behind it yeah so. And then, um, I don't know if that's how they really would have felt, but <laughs> I was listening to everyone talking, and, and you were talking about some what discrimination and racism, and um, what are you guys referring to? Like book, he kept harping on the Italian guy, the Italian guy, the Italian yeah. guy, the Italian guy. Because Italian, he was a knight. He's stabbed. Italian stabbed. Italians. Yeah, and then and then there's then you have. Yep, What's his the name? The secretary. Well, I don't normally cotton to Britishers, but this one was all right. And you know, well, I don't really Marcus like Americans, Marcus. but well, yeah. you know, and and so there were. It wasn't as much as like in in the the James Bond book we read, but yeah. there yeah. there was definitely some in here. And the one guy who kept saying, "Oh, it had to have been a woman because only women would just." You know, stab someone so haphazardly was obviously a woman. They're so emotional. Blah blah blah. blah you know, and so then, there was a lot of. Poirot himself even states that uh, you know the English they do not. They stab. wouldn't. Have, that English don't stab. So obviously it wasn't the Englishman. You know, and yet he's the only one who smokes a pipe. You know, so. it's just it's it's a sign of the times that they just throw out a lot of these very stereotypes of other nationalities. Yeah, yeah, but so was it true? Well, it's a stereotype. That's the whole it's thing. It's a stereotype, and that. Stereotypes are applied to everyone, and it's not true in every case. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but typically they are. Well, no, not necessarily. No, no. Well, not and usually. then when they found out that the guy who was Italian had like grown up in America, like he'd only like he'd moved there when he was like a kid. Yeah, like he wasn't even Italian. He was an American. You know what I mean? Like in, American. Back in 1933, the typical thing you heard about it was Al Capone. Right. I, I, no, I get that. That's what I'm saying. They're using and all these all, things. And all the gangsters and stuff. And your typical gangsters back then were Italian. I understand that. I'm saying that this was prevalent in the story where it didn't necessarily have to be. It just, it's just a sign of the fact that it was written when it was. That 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 it was, you know what I mean? That's why I'm I didn't still, get. I'm I didn't still get, not get, seeing it. I didn't, that's why I didn't get so quite let, as let's upset. say you wrote this book now in 2018. And, oh, then and it would definitely be racist. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, it but wa- she but was basing no, it off of common knowledge. Which is why then. I didn't get so upset. As, yeah. Like, if, if, if someone now wrote a book like this, I'd be offended by it. I yeah. mean, I'd be like, hey, what's wrong with you? You're using all yeah. these, you know, stereotypes that aren't true at all. You know, but... But I don't. I didn't. It didn't upset me as much. Like like we in James Bond, it was a little bit more. And we kind of you know. But we'd already dealt with that kind of thing. It was written in a later time. I mean, early you know, long ago, um, with a different worldview. You know, these things were more yeah. acceptable. Right. These things were more like I get that that was the viewpoint at the time it was written. Yeah. Which is why I'm not going on like yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it was there, but it didn't tick me off because I could understand that that was what it was like back then when they wrote it. Yeah, like you, you take notice of it. You don't like it personally, but you don't fault the book for it because it was written in 1934. Right. There's yeah, a you, know. you. I'll give you a perfect example. We might even use on the the podcast before. I was listening to a radio drama, um, Richard Diamond. Woman's being hysterical. She's ah, and he just <laughs> clocks her, and the doctor comes running in, and he goes, "What happened?" He says, "She was crazy. I hit her." And he goes, 
oh good like the doctor <laughs> says oh good you know oh, like she probably like it's like Ooh, what? Yeah, yeah. okay you know I had to stop her screaming <laughs> <laughs> well did it stop it yeah yeah, yeah so, but like, that would not be acceptable in our would, day and age that would not, it, the concussion and the fact the doctor signed off on it yeah. like, <laughs> like it's not like things yeah, no. things from the 30s don't hold up as well now yeah, yeah. People are too offended. <laughs> We're too <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Papa. Wayne, sorry. Wayne. For Everybody. The English spoke French. The <laughs> spoke French. The French guys spoke French. Some of the, the Americans, Americans spoke the, French. The Americans yeah. spoke French. Yeah, if they're from Louisiana. The Germans spoke French. Yeah, although the one the German lady Swede didn't speak German. Didn't speak, didn't speak English or French. Why so does everyone speak French? That's my note. So <laughs> the Swede spoke in German, which Perot's fluent in German. German as well, yeah. And, but I'm not fluent in German either. But thankfully, at least for that discussion, it was tra- it was not written in German. It was written in English. It just stated that they spoke it in German. And yeah, then, but I, I'm wondering in my head, when Hercule is talking to Book, are they, like, it's written... We're reading it in English. Are we given to understand that they're actually speaking in, in French? French? Yeah. A lot of it, I yeah. I can totally yes. see that because they're both French, aren't they? He's Belgian. He's, He's very, very proud of the fact. French, yes. don't they? Yes. I'm yeah. Belgian. So yeah. I can totally understand that. I didn't have any problems he with He spoke it. French fluently. He spoke German fluently. He, he spoke, spoke English, English fluently. fluently. Yes. I mean, I can understand the problems with it, but since the character is French, I totally yeah, would, but would it's be still upset like if it didn't have French. I just pretended to, okay, okay, I'm thinking that's what he's thinking that. <laughs> and I just went on with it. Yeah. Like so. all the techno babble and some of the other books we've read, the dentist babble. Hey, we liked that book though. What's the Finally, term I had a good one. Star Trek, teching the techie. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> all right, so but, you know it. Uh, other than the fact that it didn't, it didn't have a lot of action, so uh, it took me longer. I I it wasn't until part two when they're doing the interviews that I really got into the flow of the story. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it took me yeah. that long to to really get really get into it. This and is into a the flow. mystery, you know. Not <laughs> an action. Book. Yeah. I know, but if I would take a detective story that was written forty years prior. Sherlock Holmes still had action and mystery. Well, I'm okay because I'm not much of an action. A mystery action book, not a mystery. Oh goodness, goodness! (laughs) This was a Mister Action book. (laughs) (laughs) Mister Missing in action? What? Oh, what? (laughs) Missing the action? But you know, once it got flowing, I was you know I was interested as going along, and then it just kind of ended, and it's like. And I, I was reading on the Kindle, and you know, like she said, "Oh, I've I've still got eight percent of the book left." It's, oh, it's all pictures from the movie. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yep, that was it. That, that was, was it. the end. Well, maybe she had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she just ended it right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this one. I've got three okay. other stories in my brain. We're done with this. Everybody did it. End of story. I've done yeah. that. <laughs> all right. Justin. Out. Um. The biggest problem I had with it was just it was um, 
a little slow to start, and like everybody else, the ending was just rather abrupt. I think I'm the only one that didn't bother. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I didn't really mind that the yeah. that the story ended abrupt because it's, it's even more so abrupt on the on the Audible version. Just they just right there. The tape. Thank, the you <laughs> Thank you for listening to Audible. Thank you for listening to Audible. What? What did I get this team mentioned about Audible? The end. Yeah. All our medals and yeah. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Paris and got drunk. Like it, it wasn't even like, and the the train went off into the sunset. Like it wasn't even that much of a thing. Ooh, they didn't even get the train moving again. It's just <laughs> England. Everybody did it. Oh, England, we're going to go with this story. Only last okay. two seconds. And they dumped the body out the not window. England, the they wolves were like, ate it. Really they weren't in England yet. Well, that was one advantage, though. They had free cold storage. Yeah, and, it's fine. Yeah. Just leave it outside the window, and then pick it up when the train moves. Yeah. Right. I think in the book they oh, mentioned they mentioned about that body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the book they mentioned just leaving the door closed and leaving the window open. Yeah, it would be yeah. like an icebox. Yeah, so. ta- that's basically what they said. Yeah. Um, dislikes. We've mentioned most of mine, I think. Um, okay, so the doctor, the Greek doctor, was Doctor Constantine. God, Doctor Constantine. He was just. Uh, Did he see evil spirits? No, it wasn't that Constantine. He, he was just a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he was. I like the fact that he was having an affair on his wife. <laughs> we actually found out more about the doctor who was a plot device than we did about her cute Perot because when he when they were thinking yeah. book God, I hope my wife doesn't find out about this. Yeah, yeah. He said, I hope my wife doesn't find out about so-and-so, you know. And then he starts thinking rather pornographic thoughts about her. And that's all it said, isn't it? And Mr. Book, he starts thinking blah, blah, blah. And then his thought, then his mind trails down avenues it normally does, which implies the same kind of thing without saying anything. And Hercule Poirot thinks and thinks and thinks and then talks and says, da, da, da. He's just thinking about the case. We don't get any insight into him. We got insight into Dr. Constantine, who's just there as a plot device because you need a doctor to identify certain things. Time of death. Of time of death, the stabbings and things like that. So, what did you like about it? No, I was just saying he was literally just a plot device. He wasn't... I don't know. I guess uh, it helps me understand why in the new movie that Maylene hates... Shh, don't look at me right now. <laughs> you seem to not talk a lot about that okay, new movie. Okay, so I, I know. <laughs> see, the thing is, is that I really liked the new movie. Yeah. I went with my sister and my niece to see it. And my niece, Rebecca, is 13. And, and she's almost 14, but she was 13 at the time we went to see it. She's still 13 now. And her mind was blown. They all did it. She had that delight and that this is fantastic. As soon as it was, as it was out on, on Blu-ray and DVD, she, she and her mom, they got it. Becca was like, we need to have it. I love She's watched it so many times. She loves it. My, nie- my niece now loves mysteries because she saw this movie. So as much as you hated it, I will always love this movie because I got to see that reaction in my niece who would never heard the story before who had never read any Agatha Christie now she's like this is fantastic I love it this is great she just absolutely loved it um, I think she needs to get out more. you know what shush she's like a 13 year old yeah um, there's no getting you know, out more for a 13 year old so Daisy Ridley plays Mary in in the new movie and she's you know she plays Ray in Star Wars and, and our family's big Star Wars fans so Becca wanted to see it for that alone, she wanted to see it because it was something else that Daisy Ridley was in, okay? Um, and, oh, which, by the way, having read the book, because in the movie, he also, 
interviews her a little bit more than some of the other people and suspects her a little bit more because she lies to him. And I was like, is it just because they really like this actress? Or is it, it was that way in the book, too. Like, he suspects Mary a little bit more than some of the other people. But we never really, really find out why. It's just because he knows he's lied, she's lied to him, and he wants to know why. Yeah. And yet, you're like, why is this, you know... He just seemed, he didn't have any particular reason. He just kept harping on her, and she wasn't even the mastermind. It was Linda Arden who was the mastermind, right? Yeah. But, um, so, you know, so that was fine. Um, but in the new movie, they combined a couple characters. Oh. They. <laughs> so they're, wait, so they they're, got rid of this. Random, not necessary plot device, Dr. Constantine. Yeah. And they made Colonel Arbuthnot a doctor. So huh. even though he was a suspect, he act- accurately described all the injuries and things, right? Okay. So I can see why, because I felt that Dr. Constantine really was just a tag-along, like Book was. I realized that we needed Book because we needed someone who was in charge, someone who could get Perot on the train. Yeah. But I felt like Dr. Constantine wasn't that important of a character. He just kind of tagged along. We had Book and Constantine. They were just the people tagging along with Perot that he talked to and bounced ideas off of. And, and you know, and I, so... And they couldn't keep up with him, so... Right, right. And so you felt like, you know, and so... I don't know. I guess I could see why they would get rid of that character for the movie because I could see why they did that um, because because I felt like he wasn't really that necessary you know um, I think they just wanted to save money on the movie by hiring one less actor <laughs> whatever I don't know I don't know but but there was some like that there were some characters like they spent some money on that calf like um, like I like the development like some characters have a lot of development and some characters don't and it seems a little you know yeah but and yet some of the characters that do have development are fantastic, and you just you want to oh, hear yeah. more about that. You know, um, I had something else I was trying to do, but Maylene keeps sighing over here, and I've completely lost what it is because she's so <laughs> angry at what I said about the doctor. So whatever else I was going to say, I don't remember. It's over. I'm sorry. You're my best friend, and, and I, I love you. Keep going. No, I've completely forgotten I want to hear how wrong you are. My best friend is ticked off at me. I have completely forgotten what my other point was. I wanted to make. It's okay. It was a good point, I'm sure. I'm sure it was, but I, I already have her mad at me, so we're going to stop now. <laughs> well, um, it's going to be murder in the book club now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who did it? As I hold in nine. <laughs> so, all right, let's get this back on track. Yes, please. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> Let's go around final thoughts. Final thoughts you know, Maybe. Bonnie's wrong. That's her final thought. <laughs> Bonnie's wrong. Yes, to, I'm, I'm kidding. No, um, I can understand and appreciate everyone's complaints about it because, you know, there are some plot points that uh, needed better flushing out or... Yeah, more climactic moments. You know. Addressing. There are some moments that I, I could see why, you know, but... At the same time, I definitely think it's worth a chance. Cause oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's yeah. definitely... It's a classic. It's, well, not only is it a classic, because there are some classics. I, I Even I haven't read them. I'm like, Ugh. but um I'm never getting through War and Peace. <laughs> right? It's just not going to happen. Probably. But... Get through what? Oh, War and Peace. I love Pride and Prejudice. I won't get I mean through that, that like, either. Well, but... You want me to Shelton Cooper says that's boring. I'm not to get through War and Peace. But I... As long as there you go. I just... But, you know, the reason why I say it's definitely worth is just because of some of the things it did that 
kind of opened different doors right. for other writers to, it, be, for to improve all. upon. Yeah. And other writers have improved <laughs> upon <laughs> this <laughs> idea. You guys We're okay? We're going to get back to Brandon's thoughts. Lewis and Brandon are having a moment. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't make David, David, you're, oh, you're not done. Okay. It's okay. They didn't even forget. Go ahead, Dave. David, final thoughts? We'll get back to this side of the table. I have no idea what they'll happen about. I just made a stupid ass joke about Warren Bees. It's fine. It's fine. I enjoyed the book, and yeah, there was good and, and bad parts about it. I mean, it was the very first Agatha Christie book that I read, and now I can say I, I read one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping if I read another book, it's going to be better than this one, a little bit more action-packed, even mm-hmm. though those, it was kind of boring. He's not an action character. But Agatha he's Christie, not the only character that's true. that she writes. So. But Miss Maple lusts action Her books are not action-packed. She's I mean, I'll, I'll go and, and see the movie, but yeah, mm-hmm. I could already tell that I'd probably be kind of upset if they changed it, especially getting rid of an actor like the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, what the hell, man? Why, why are you just and people just go buy the book, period, whether it's boring or not? Yeah, yeah, that's true. How hard is it to do that? It's not. Then they should just do it, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with Dave on this one. <laughs> yeah, Dave's trying to sell some books. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's worth reading. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. And I guarantee you my niece will read it now because she loved the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, final thoughts. Like, Hercule, it, Maylene's the one, you know, Maylene talked about how much she loves the character of grandmother. Maylene brought me into the character. Oh, and, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it you just, must speak French. You must speak French. Bienvenue. It took me a while because I'm used to Dashiell Hammett. I'm used to... You know, action, noir, pulp kind of stuff. She doesn't write those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like mystery. She is the queen of mystery. She mystery, is. not action. She <laughs> writes mystery. Mysteries, yeah. That's why I didn't complain all too much that it yeah. was an action movie. It was, like, yeah, it was kind of yeah. boring, but she's the queen of mystery. Yeah. It's not supposed to be action packed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it took me a while to get into it, but once you get into the character, he is a fun character. Yeah. I will say that. Um, you know, it, it, just just give them a try. Pick up. There's literally like I think 124 Hercule stories or so somewhere. Yeah. Just pick one up. Yeah. Just pick up a short story. They're fun. You know, you can. There's a bunch of them for free on Hoopla. Um, you know, not that it's a sponsor plug or anything. God, but I wish we had sponsors. That'd be great. I know. Well, that'd be I've, I've, <laughs> I've hunted for a couple, but none. Oh, no, no bites. Um, but there, there's, there. It's just go to a library. It's, I mean, they're literally like a, I think something like 124 Hercule Poirot stories, and then she wrote, you know, uh, 50 some odd Miss Maple stories and Marple, that, Marple, Miss Marple. Um, you know, just just give her a try. Give her, you know, she's a she's a good author. She what she what she did she did better than anyone else. Yeah, for at that a, point. At, at that point, for a very long time. So, you know, give, give her a shot. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to try to read a, another Poirot book. Um, I like this one. I, I like. I actually like how contained it is. I, I think it's a very good example of a story with an incredibly close quarters set. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's it's hard to do that and make it compelling. And and my problems with the character aside, I liked the book. I thought it was really 
really interesting for how small the actual like dynamism of the story was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I want to try another one. You know. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you talked about how your mom had spoiled it for for you. Oh God, yeah. 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 I had never made the Julius Caesar connection until your mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, it is Julius Caesar. Et tu pourras? Et tu pourras? Wayne? I'll be thinking. That's never a good sign. Loading thoughts. He started to say something, and then he started buffering. Hate when that happens. Somebody turn the router on and off. Turn them off and on again. (laughs) Sorry. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. He liked the book. Next. (laughs) What he said. I I did like the book, and I already stated the points that I, I didn't care so much about it, and they were minor. Um, for having everybody meet in the food car, there wasn't much discussion of food. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to pick this meal for this this one. Yeah. Yes, I. I uh, that's one of the things I tend to enjoy in the uh, in the books is the foods. I thought about bringing in French fries, but that would have been a little too on the nose. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, they spoke French. <laughs> uh, les, les, les frites de France. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, go ahead. Um, uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. It was a good movie. Uh, good movie. <laughs> You're, You're, good movie. Was. You're gone. Come back. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yes, it was. It was a good movie. Alien stepped out. It was a good movie. <laughs> um, most of the movies I've seen of it were pretty good. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'd definitely give uh, this character another go. Um, the, uh, the they're, they're fairly easy reads, you know. The, yeah, this was really quick for me, and I'm not a very you know, quick reader. And uh, yeah, it it was my first. Pure book. It was my first Pure book and my first Agatha Christie book. Yeah, same. I, I read, and then there were no. Well, even though no. at one time or another, we, when I was as when I was growing up, we probably had every single Agatha Christie book ever written in my house because <laughs> that was my grandmother's favorite author. And you're reading comic books and shooting things instead. Yeah, I wasn't reading comic books. I was reading. Uh, Louis Lamore, Louis Lamore, or Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. We don't disparage comic books; those are books. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> I, know, I was just, just saying. Yeah, called a graphic novel. That's a book. That, 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 there's actually a pro wrestler, Raven. And anytime he would be interviewed, he would say, "I read five books a day." And they go, "Oh, uh, he didn't tell them he was reading comic books." <laughs> That's awesome. Final thoughts. Read the book. It's good. The end. Also, watch the movies. Also, watch them. They're good too. It's fun to compare them. It is. I think <laughs> it is fun to compare them. To be honest, I you know, but only you know, 
only if you're not going to get upset about it and upset your best friend about it. <laughs> I made her watch it, and she threw things at me when, <laughs> I was, when it was over. Yeah, but that, she throws things. This is what she does. She's short. <laughs> she, does it. she stepped out because uh, her, her father called. So, okay. Yeah. All right, so she's back. Mainly I'm final, back, sorry. Final, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I did my final thoughts. She started, she started her final, final thoughts. thoughts. What's right. your final final thoughts? <laughs> my final final thought is I want to go to the next damn book. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, let's right, draw who, one out. I did last time. So who, who has a drawing? I was going to say, isn't it Steven? I'll draw. I'll draw. All right. Make it good. Yeah. Pick a good one. Honey. Don't suck. <laughs> What's my motivation? <laughs> <laughs> That's my motivation to get a good book. Suck less. <laughs> Conan the Destroyer. Oh, Yay, Robert, Robert Jordan. David is happy. Uh, it's a Robert Jordan one. Yes, yes, Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Conan the Destroyer. All right. Okay. Well, I guess this podcast is going to end just like the book. With that, we have been the bookies. Thank See you, and good night. Good night. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. I don't know. Au revoir. You can pick this book up on eBay or... So, there you have it. That was um, Murder on the Ori Express by Agatha Christie, the iconic classic. Um, <clears throat> next week's episode is Conan the Destroyer, the novel that inspired the second Conan movie. Um, I am a Conan fan, but uh, personally, I prefer the uh, Robert E. Howard Conan, the, the, the classic Conan. Um but it was a fun read it was a good read much better than the second movie um, once again a great mo- a book was turned into a mediocre film and it, it, it's sad because um, even Oliver Stone this is a weird fact Oliver Stone wrote the screenplay for the first live action Conan movie um, ultimately they didn't use his version of it uh, but he said uh, they never understood Conan because he should have been James Bond. There should have been one every two years. And uh, I agree with that. There should be much more Conan films in existence starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, uh, But that's just my personal taste. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked what we did, please like, subscribe, comment. Um, you know, if you want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash destiny comics. Uh, next, uh, week's episode is Conan the Destroyer. Uh, a really good read. And, uh, thank you for tuning in and, and listening. <laughs>